Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. It's uh, 10.30 on the dot. A-teamers, let me remind you that at 11 o'clock, uh, we're going to have the final news bulletin. It's going to be given to us by Dinero Mdawung. And after that, it's closet conversations, sizzling stuff. But uh, right now, we get into our social conversation. But... Uh, focused on business, focused on uplifting your mental uh, wealth of knowledge when it comes to business. But right now, it's not just business. It's how businesses, specifically in KZN, can be assisted from the relief funds that are available and we are aware of them but we don't know whether it's going to happen the correct way or not so if you're a business person in KZN and you're asking yourself will we benefit will we see this money coming to the right places well ask the question give us your comments 011-714-2006 or even whatsapp 614 104107 sms's go to 41391 our guest is uh of he's an entrepreneurial and enterprise development mentor he's also an economist i don't know why he doesn't want us to punt this but uh, he's a brother of mine google thank you very much for joining us in studio eventually it's very lovely. Good evening, Manduli and the team, as well as the listeners at home. You know, I, I get worried when we talk about relief funds, especially no. with our history yes. in South Africa of yes. corruption and grand looting. Yep. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it, it's not the looting of cooking oil and maid's meal and shoes. It's grand looting of monies and yes. billions and millions. And we saw it with the COVID-19 relief fund. Mm. So now here we are. KZN has been hit hard by the floods. Businesses, farmers, and I know in Namadla not a lot of your entrepreneurs have also been hit hard. Yes. Will we see these funds get to the right people? Thank you very much, Mandul. I think first let's appreciate the work that you're doing. Uh, one of your guests two, two weeks ago was here. I think it's Tando. Uh, mm. She just uh, WhatsApped me the pictures with her and the minister, Tawatidiza, as well as the MEC of Agriculture in Wazul Natal who were there to visit her farm. And uh, I, I think they are going to help her together with many other business people who have been affected. That is yes. a great testimony. Yeah. That is a great testimony. So A-Team is uh, two weeks ago um, when the floods had just happened and it was still raining in KZN. Yes. We spoke to entrepreneur Tando and uh, she um, runs a farm in, in the Hillcrest area yes. that uh, yes. deals with chickens mm. and layers and so on. And she was narrating to us how the rains just demolished absolutely everything. And she was even saying the chickens are still alive, some of them, but they are floating on water and there's no way to assist them. And she has no insurance because as a small business, she, she lives literally from hand to mouth and the people she, she employs, she doesn't know what's going to happen. So I'm glad. I'm glad that the minister has made way to be with her and, and, and hear her plight and assist because that's what we want. Absolutely, that's what we want and thank you indeed. Um, you asked a question as to are we really going to um, see these funds abused or not? That's a very big ask. Um, we all know the experience of such funds being given and things happening. But again, you cited something which I think for me is very crucial right now in terms of um, a, we know the disaster has mainly been on a social um, a space in terms of uh, people losing their homes as well as the infrastructure, public infrastructure. 
Um, my, my worry, I was talking to quite a few people, for instance, who are in business, especially those in the small business space, that there, there isn't much of the focus as yet. Probably they are still working on it. Uh, when it comes to uh, sm small business and how business has been affected, especially small business. Uh, and as well, this money, uh, we saw that there's a billion rand which is now uh, coming out of the National Treasury. And uh, the Minister Kubai has as well issued the 1.6 billion rand, which, accounts, which, which almost amounts to about 2.6 billion. I'm sure there will be more money coming into KwaZulu-Natal to assist uh, people who are affected. But I, I really hope that there will be a, a sizable portion of this money going towards assisting small business because uh, they are still gathering data in terms of what happened exactly, who got affected when it comes to business. But the, the, we would love to see government as well focusing on uplifting small businesses because they have been severely affected. But now, you know, I'm hearing you say we would love. Yeah. How can we ensure it happens? Yeah. Even if it's not everyone, because we understand this 2.6 billion that has been allocated for KZN relief yeah. is going to go to infrastructure. A lot of it is going to go there. How can we ensure that businesses are getting the assistance that they require? I was talking yesterday to Neville, uh, the CEO of TIKZN, and uh, he assured me that they, uh, they, they are already at TIKZN together with ETIA, the Department of Economic Development, it was in Lantal, are gathering data on term, in terms of uh, who has been affected when it comes to business. We've seen the circulation of uh, that message around. We hope that in a few days' time they would have been they would have done been done with their um, uh, sort of data uh, collection and then be able to assess as to who exactly has been affected. But as well, the, the formations like your NAVCOCs, I was talking to NAVCOC uh, leadership in Wazul Natal, as well as us at the Amal Lomnoto with the, the entire business community in this business ecosystem, we, we are collecting our own data to say, government, here are the businesses that have been affected. Please do assist them. So, But they obviously have their own uh, ways as to how they will uh, evaluate and see if people have really been affected uh, or not. So uh, I'm glad that there are so many organizations pulling together to ensure that uh, there, there, there is funds, at least, even if it's not for everyone, but for majority of yeah. our entrepreneurs in KZN. At the end of the day, entrepreneurship is what fuels our economy and creates jobs. So without these entrepreneurs, I can only imagine how many jobs are being lost. You can imagine, Manduli, remember this thing happened building towards the Easter weekend. Yeah. Um, th that's where you, you remember there's what, about five uh, districts which have been severely affected. And those are districts mainly in Guazulu Natal with such a sizable contribution to the uh, GDP in the country. I mean, KZN alone, you know, as, as, as a province, I've always said, and it's known it's a, it's a strategic province because of the ports that it has, both in Richards Bay as well as in Etagwini, um, not just only for KZN, but for Gauteng. Uh, Gauteng relies a lot on KZN's go, uh, sort of roots in terms of what comes through to KZN and to some landlocked countries in the Sadek region. So the, the, then the, 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 the sort of like effect of these floods is, is so immense uh, in terms of all, the, of all the things that have happened. We just hope that... Um, um, you, they will be able to look into that because the loss of income 
just on the Easter weekend alone, and when people cancelled their uh, trips and couldn't come to Guazulu Natal because it was risky, and the businesses themselves, you can think about the Florida road, the number of businesses that are there yeah. that couldn't receive any of uh, the patrons that it normally receives during this time, and many of the uh, businesses across the sectors and subsectors of economy, they, there's really been such a huge effect. I believe as we move towards knowing exactly how much of the effect has these floods uh, 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 done in Wazul Natal, we'll get to know more as the picture becomes clearer. A-teamers, we're in conversation with Gugule Tsuchik about Vamandla Omnato, and we're talking about KZN Disaster Relief Fund, if it will get to businesses. Our focus right now are on entrepreneurs. Are you an entrepreneur in KZN? How has uh, these, uh, how have these rains and this weather um, affected you? How has the break of business during Easter period affected you and your employees. Let us know, 011-714-2006, or even uh, send us an SMS on 41391 or WhatsApp 0614-104-107. Now, Google, for, for me, when, when I think of KZN, and I'm glad that you mentioned it, yeah. it is a very strategic, very, very strategic um, uh, location for South Africa yeah. because of the ports. And now looking at the, the the damage to infrastructure, the roads especially, right? And I ask myself, how do goods that need to go in and out of KZN, especially mm. to the rest of the country, get to us um, with this infrastructure that has been damaged? And because it's not going to be fixed overnight. It is. The, the money might be there, but there's a procurement process. Then there's, we need to survey these things. So business <clears throat> is still going to be interrupted, despite the fact that there's money earmarked for relief in case it ends. Definitely, Mpemba. We, we can almost um, say that with no contradictions that it's not going to be an overnight thing. Because I was driving between Stenga, um, actually between Mandeni and Durban, um, it, I was surprised to look to see the bridge uh, having cracks. You know, um, it 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 almost seemed to me there was a bit of a, a tremor or something. I'm not a geologist or any of the people who understand those things, but that, that's how that's how much damage is there. So you can you can you can think about this in terms of the risk that is there when you're having these big trucks crossing over such bridges. Um, so and many other. Uh, bridges across KwaZulu Natal, uh, they've been really affected, and 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 the infrastructure and and the soil conditions. So, this is the the situation right now that we're gonna start seeing the impact of this even way after uh, this this whole thing is now disappeared, and so it is as well when it comes to businesses because um, we are going to start seeing the impact of jobs being lost. Remember, KwaZulu Natal is sitting in a very precarious position at the moment. Yeah. It has been the riots of last year in July, the looting that happened. And we saw some of the looting happening even now. Yes, I've seen And And, and I was saying, I think people of Wazul Natal must, uh, uh, you know, as well, uh, you know, take a little bit of responsibility uh, on the ground to say, you see, when investors look into Wazul Natal and see what is happening, because you still see scars of... Uh, what happened last year and some of the infrastructure which has not been repaired and some businesses which have not been restored. Uh, so now we are having these floods which have just hit. On top of all of it is this the COVID effect. 
Uh, so the unemployment, which is my biggest worry, seemingly it's going to rise even more in Wazulu Natal. And therefore this calls for such a very focused approach, a well-coordinated strategy, which should look at not just, uh, you know, knee-jerk reaction in terms of what has happened in Wazulu Natal, but which should look at the strategic, holistic, and precise way of raising the province. Uh, um, having mentioned all of these things, which are really serious challenges that are underlying, which are going to, you don't know what's going to happen next. We are living in such a very uncertain world. With these three episodes that I've just counted, maybe tomorrow something else is going to happen. And that renders the province as well as the country very unstable. And it requires good, not just good, but great leadership to drive KZN, particularly this time around, in ensuring that it revives the morale rises of the people and the business people and the business community and the investors and the people themselves, you know. Uh, so it's a, it's such a big thing, uh, you know, that I, I wish that they don't just look at it, um, you know, from what has just happened and think, let's just paper, uh, sort of paste it like that. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with you, Google. Mm. I agree with you. We, we don't need knee-jerk yes. reactions here. Yes. What we require is strategic, well-thought-out planning and execution that we will also learn from what has happened Absolutely. from these past three incidences that we have experienced in the last two years. Yes. Two years only, but such big catastrophic um, impact on business. Uh, let's go to the lines. I've got Mdu, who's in KZN. Ati Mdu, good evening. Good evening, Ms. Mpemba and Nangosi. I think for me it's not a question, but it's a contribution. I hope you can hear me. Loud and clear. I, I, I hear what Nongosi is saying around the, the destruction and that has been caused in, in the economy, especially in the SMEs and the SMEs. But I think also, as you were talking, I begin to think around the, the food security, because if you drive on the N2 North Coast and the N2 South, you begin to see the land movement that has uh, taken place there, where farms, in terms of... Uh, their crops have been dislodged. You will you, know that KZN, I think, we produce quite a bit of sugar, we're the biggest sugar producing province. And that's going to cause a lot of, of uh, shortage because the, some of the, of the farms are, are, are waterlogged and some have had then the movement, which means the, the, the crop is not going to be there. We've got biggest uh, producers of sugar in the, in, the, in the province who employ small businesses who are supplying them on a number of issues, and they're not going to be using them now. Those small businesses as, as MMEs are going to lose income, they're going to have to offlay their staff, and it's going to be a big, it's a, it's a big catastrophe. I think, in course, we need to have businesses like the banks and the big businesses um, like Toyota coming together, being nourished by government to say they need to come to the party. Because this is not only going to affect the government, but it's going to affect their own economy. If the small businesses who are supplying them, who have been washed away, who have been destroyed, do not come up into operation quicker and begin to supply them, it's going to be a problem. I'm giving a classical example that Toyota itself has been washed away. There are a number of businesses that are supplying Toyota, which are banked by the same banks in the, in the province. 
what's going to happen? Toyota is not going to buy from them. They've got stock, and some of them have been destroyed. What's going to happen to the employees of those companies? What's going to happen to the owners of those businesses who are using income themselves? So <clears throat> you start to see banks experiencing impairments or people not able to pay their their credit facilities that has been afforded to the granted to them because of this catastrophe. So I think while we're talking about some few billions have been done, I think we need more than twelve billion. But we need government to nudge the big businesses as well to come into the party. Government alone cannot do this. We also need uh, the big businesses to come to the party and the communities, not because as we are saying, we must stop the looting but assist businesses to protect their property, their properties and, and products so that they are able to continue to sell. That's my contribution. Thank, Thank you. you so very much, Mdu. Um Yeah, yeah, I, I think he's just hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Um, banks must not fold their arms and just look. They must really come through and help all other financial institutions, including the DFIs, ITALA, the National Empowerment Fund, the CIFA, the ITC. Um, it, it, it always worries me. I, I always lament this, that they, they are developmental institutions of finance, and at times they are not developmental. They, they wear the lenses of the banks that Mdu is talking about and become very strict when it comes to entrepreneurs. If we still continue on this trajectory, we're not going to get anywhere when it comes to activating entrepreneurship in our country the way we should, especially when we start comparing ourselves to the like, uh, you know, uh, countries like us who are in developing, as, as it were. But with us, with a special type of problems that we are having, we definitely need these institutions to all come together. Uh, as to whether it's government, as Mdu is suggesting, that must nudge them, definitely government has a role, but they themselves too have a, a social responsibility to this country because these people, they will bank them. You know, the, the interesting thing about banks is one once you start getting successful, they, they start coming after you and saying who's banking you without having known your journey in terms of the struggles and we need to tell these banks because they are our institutions that come now it's time for you to you know uh, shape up and i think the shaping up needs to be from their coffers uh, from their csi but also from any other coffers that are there yeah. for their clientele but um, i hear what i'm doing saying and i totally agree but on the issue of mentality, and you touched on this, the mentality of the people of the province, we, we, we can't run away from this. Yeah. Uh, we, we saw it during looting uh, in July, and we are seeing it now. Yes. It's, it's repeating itself. How do we change the mentality so people in KZN, and I'm not saying everyone, because mm. you and I are from KZN. Yes. I'm not saying everyone, but I'm saying for those who have... Uh, accustom themselves to this sticky situation of putting their fingers where they're not meant to be. How do we change that mentality? How do we make sure that people are taught a different way of doing things, support local business, but also don't hinder local business, no matter who owns it? Yes. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pain, Mantult, um, because it, it cannot be condoned. It can't be justifiable by any means. Um, we have to condemn it because you saw last year that even a certain executive of a JST listed entity was busy looting um, and, and many other people as, as a result. I was looking at the truck that was being looted on the highway. 
very, very disheartening to see that. Just because the truck is standing there, people must begin to, I think, we must never stop um, sort of like educating people and asking them to have that Ubuntu. You know, they start calling each other. I've seen this even at Gwandundulu between Melmoth and Ishowe driving home and uh, there was a, a huge traffic and the truck just stalled there because of traffic. And people in the cars stepped out of the cars, started, you know, piercing, you know, the whatever that was in the truck and and it was ritual and they were looting like you cannot Oof, believe it. They Lord. they brought in trucks. Uh, I think there's something that needs to be done aggressively. Maybe because I come more from entrepreneurship, we need some social entrepreneurs as well to be educating because entrepreneurship is not about just making money but creating institutions that are going to educate people and and say the 350 rand that you get as a grant understand that it doesn't come from the infinite source uh, that money is, is 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 coming from you know we know now we're owing over 4 trillion rands out of the total GDP of about 5.8 trillion rands, over 70% of our uh, GDP in terms of debt uh, to GDP ratio. People must understand all those things uh, to say y- y- you are here temporarily in terms of getting your grants, but work your way out of the system. But don't loot, because when you are looting, this is what happens. There are business owners in Wazul Natal who I've spoken to who says, we're never going to open. We've got our money from Sasria and from all the insurances, but we're never going to open business here. Let's leave these people like this as they are. Mm. And the effect of this thing is very long term. Yeah. Yeah. So so they, I think we need to educate, uh, Manduli. Let me go to Atima Joe, who's on the line. Good evening, Joe. Hello. Good evening. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Um, I think my comment is just in line with what Uputi just said now, in that there is a lack of consequence for abandonment. And and I think if you were asking the question, how do we prevent the looting from happening, was Natal or looting of the funds for the emergency now as we speak? Let's, let's start at the beginning. How many business owners in Natal during those riots, claimed for money which were not due to them. How many? And what happened was to them? Nothing. And and the looters, what happened to them? Nothing. And then our former minister of health, what happened to him? Nothing. There's no consequence to this action. It's, a, it's it a sad reality, uh, Joe. It's a sad yes. reality. And I, 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 I hear you because we do need some stronger law enforcement as much as we can have social entrepreneurs going out, educating and, and informing people. But if there's no strict law enforcement and repercussions or punitive measures for bad behavior in our country, then it will continue, unfortunately. And that's not what we want. And, but, but the whole point is, what, do, what, what is business doing about it? What is the business chamber's whether black or white, saying to their own members that you know you don't have a business which is running. Why are you claiming over and up lower-level checks and balances? Where are they? What is Maybe the guest can answer. What has business done following the report by the SIU which said that business claimed unduly was Natal last year? Joe, what have you guys done? Joe, let's allow Koko uh, to, to respond uh, to your question. Thank you very much for calling in and sharing such, such valuable thoughts. Hey, Koko, that yeah. question is a hard-hitting one. It's what a are the chambers doing? 
again, it's a responsibility not just for government, not just for um, business alone, but it's a responsibility for everybody, churches involved. We're talking society here, and we're talking people who come from the microcosm of society, which is home, and which home must have good values and be able to teach people as young as they are the the sense of being responsible and a responsible citizen. So it's the whole issue, and I agree, um, there must be consequences for wrongdoing so that we can be able to see people being locked up if they've done wrong and paying for what they've done. But if we don't see that, starting from the top, um, in terms of our politics, because that's where people get beholden in term, to in terms of leadership. Uh, they sort of benchmark everything against such as, as, as it were. So these are all the issues that need to be really taken seriously. But I'm, I'm, I'm ha- I was happy to hear that the Solidarity Fund, there hasn't been much uh, you know, bad things picked up from that fund, and it seems like they've done well. We hope that maybe that could just as well continue to these funds that are going to be rolled out in Wazulu Natal. So I agree with your guest. We need consequences for wrongdoing. You know, before I go to my question, let me go to this one. Uh, Peter George in Johannesburg says, I have a burning question in regards to the damaged businesses in KZN. If the people of South Africa come together and donate 50 rand to 100 rand into the fund or a fund account, could we not be able to raise money to help the businesses? Therefore, the banks can send their customers a notification if they agree to donate 50 or 100 rand from their account. I'm sure we could raise the money. Optimistic. A very yeah. <laughs> outside of the box thinking, yeah. but uh, is it <laughs> is it feasible? Will all South Africans want to pitch in and say, "Let's help business"? I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe if the uh, uh, they're patriotic Africans, they just want to help. I don't know. Like you are saying, out of the box thinking, probably possible. It can be done. How can we, now this was my question, how can we, with what you have said, that some businesses are saying, no way, we are not coming back to this province after what we faced in July last year, no way. How can we regain the trust of the business community? How can we ensure that we have people who are still keen to invest in KZN because there's a lot of projects for KZN to expand. I mean, um, the, the, the Golden Mile and make sure that the city is bustling again. Yes. The port is being extended and we want more business coming in. But if business is saying, we wash our hands, how can we entice them? Look, the way business works nowadays, it, it really works on the, on, the, on the foundations of governance of uh, people, planet and profits. Business must understand that it's not just about profits. Uh, they must understand that they, they understand their environment and therefore uh, how they, their actions impact the environment and, uh, and, and, and as well as the people uh, that they employ and the people that they, their businesses impact. So I think we, one would like to urge business to say they must really sharpen their um, you know, uh, swords as well and get their models geared towards the environment of South Africa where they need to assist, um, even through their corporate social investments, Bus- uh, communities, educating them, uh, getting them to be on their side and let them, like we've seen with other places where uh, communities stood up and protected the, the business infrastructure. 
which was good because it showed that some members of the community have a conscience to understand that if we burn this thing down, in the Eastern Cape, you remember this, there was some infrastructure that was banned some years ago and people of the Eastern Cape haven't still, still recovered. So that's going to happen in Wazulu Natal if we are not careful or anywhere in the country at that uh, if we do not uh, sort of like conscientize people and business itself. They must not be nannied. You know, they must understand that they have a responsibility as well. Let's go to an A-teamer's voice note. Hi, good evening, Sotole, and your guest tonight. Uh, wonderful topic. Uh, um, just, just one topic, just one uh, question uh, from your guest. Um, should we really trust the president when he says uh, there won't necessarily be any uh, corruption and looting of the funds for the floods in in the KZN area while there has been uh, looting of the funds for the COVID-19 in the past say one or two years um, under his nose so should we really trust when he, say, when he says that they won't be any corruption happening uh, under his nose. This is Baba from the Eastern Cape. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Kuku. <laughs> Shabbat. <laughs> There's the, your brother in the Eastern Cape. Should we trust the president? Hey, it's a big question. Uh, uh, and I think, uh, but the, the proof of the uh, eating is in what? In the tasting. Yeah, exactly. So, so please, let's, let's wait and see. If, can we trust the president after this? Yeah, so in order to know what's happening in this pudding, we just yeah. need to keep on eating it, yes, right? Yes. So let, let, let's see. Let's see what happens. But the one thing I think before our time runs out, I'd like us to quickly speak about. You've been punting the fact that Amandla Omnoto is opening up, you know, a, a bigger web yes. in terms of uh, accessibility for markets for entrepreneurs. Yes. And you're going to be going to Turkey. Tell us about this journey. On the 15th of June this year, we are going to Turkey. Now where, by now. Yes, Asambises. <laughs> going to Turkey because we are opening up markets there and the, the, the Turkish Chamber of Commerce were working with them. Uh, and, and so they've opened up uh, sort of this huge summit, which is going to include Europe. You know how Turkey is strategically placed, Europe and as well as our, um, Arabic countries, uh, together with many African countries who are going to be there because we want to be able to be exporters of food in Africa. We've got over 65% good arable land. We're a garden of Eden for the entire world. But it's said that we are still importing lots of food. Ukraine and Russia story is, is an eye-opener that we now have got, uh, you know, oil daily has gone up and much of the uh, the food that we eat come from that side. So we are going to have to change that. So that's the uh, purpose of that trip uh, where we will be going to meet business people there and signing up some contracts for some of our farmers to supply. Oh, sounds like great development. Our time is far spent. I wish we could have more time, but I know next week you'll avail yourself of us again. Uh, for our A-teamers who want to be in touch with Amandla Omnato to be able to get into this beautiful uh, organization that helps entrepreneurs, how do they get in touch? Please go like our Facebook page. That's the page that we mostly work through. Amanda Omnoto. 
just go like it and then we communicate there, including the issues of the floods. Uh, businesses affected will be talking as well on that Facebook page. Thank you so very much, Nongkosi. Always such a great pleasure. Mbemba, thank you so much to you. That was Gukule Tuji Kaba of Amantla Omnoto. 18 minutes, it's a minute after 11. Let's go to the beautiful Dineo Mtawung for the final news update for the day. Dineo, good evening.